With the Bet with Chip podcast, I am Kyle Fricetti alongside Brian Campbell and Alex Salvecchio. It seems like it's been a few months, a few, a few decades, but we're all here together on the Anchor app talking about NFL, NFL betting. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to be an NFL fan. Gentlemen, it seems like my life isn't the same when we're not doing the pod. And now everything feels like it's back to normal again. So we are going to pick up where we left off. I know that um, Brian Campbell and uh, Alex Davecchio have picks, and uh, I've been kind of keeping track on those. Uh, but I'm going to kind of kind of jump back in, put my uh, my name in the hat, and I will see you're off. But uh, gentlemen, does anything stick out to you topic-wise that you want to talk about since it's been about uh, three, four weeks since we've done this shenanigans? I, I mean, storyline-wise, I think, I think the NFC – two clear contenders to beat Philly have kind of grown in the last month with San Francisco and Dallas. Um, where you stand on Minnesota, I think is kind of a a week to week question more than with the other two. Um, but the NFC also is just being way better than the AFC is kind of a theme I've picked up on as well. Um, and I guess the other storyline in the past month is that the bills don't really seem like it's last year's bills anymore. Do they, they kind of, they're showing cracks. They're showing, you know, that they're not looking like as good a team as Kansas City or Miami lately. So I think those are the two main stories we've missed in the last month. I wonder what your thoughts, Jet. Yeah, I think this is exactly what the NFL wants. They they want parity. You know, they, they want teams fighting for the playoffs up until the last week of the season. They want, you know, the playoff seating not, um, you know, set in stone until late in the year. And I think this is what they're getting. So, I think the one thing that jumps out to me is that there are no real elite teams anymore. I know Kansas City is is definitely up there. Buffalo, uh, you could even say Miami, Philadelphia. But in terms of the elite, of the elite, think, oh, this team's definitely going to go to the Super Bowl. Those days are long and gone in, in, my, in my eyes, just because the the uh, turnovers with the league rules that change on a year to year basis. Uh, just you know, free agency in the draft. Obviously, there's so much turnover on every team from year to year. So it's getting harder to pick these games. You know, it's it's hard to pick these games just because um, a lot of the teams are more evenly matched. And you might think that one team is a lot better than the other or vice versa. And they end up, you know, being a lot closer in uh, the power rankings than you originally thought. So, well, if you look at, we, uh, if you look, just to hammer your point home, if you look at one, two, three, four, five, the top five picks in the draft last year, and just say that, like, the Jaguars, the Giants, the Falcons, the Jets were four of those top five. And think of how all those teams, like, none of those are a pushover this year, you know, in just one year. And they were the worst five teams in the league last year. Um, you're right. Like, it's exactly what the NFL wants. If they want – if a team has a top five pick one year, they want them in the five seed the next year. And I think that's what they're getting. For sure. I mean, I think change, and then when then we can go to you, uh, Brian – I, I was looking at I was looking at the week one lines of this year. Okay, we look at Baltimore, seven point road favorite at the Jets. What do you think that line is now? Maybe the Ravens are laying a field goal. Maybe not. Um, you like the Saints at the Falcons, where the the Saints are laying five six points on the road 
the Falcons, that might be a pick. Maybe the Falcons in that game. Um, so, so much can change, you know, because we really don't know how every team is going to be year to year. So now I think a real important time in the year because now we're kind of seeing, you know, what, what each team really is. And I think it's easier to be picked towards the end of the year because there is a bigger sample size of these games obviously being played. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how we get into the stretch run of the playoffs where I think, you know, after Thanksgiving, I remember Bill Parcells always used to say, you really find out about a team in the season Thanksgiving. So I want to see what teams are going to start to pick it up now, you know, after uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, and then we'll kind of see who's who's for real and who's not. Brian, what do you think? I think this year's kind of proving it's no longer an old man's game. The young guns are out and about while the old guys are showing their age. Um, I mean, you got Tua, you got Hurts, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you got Brady and Rodgers pretty much showing that Stafford. they might not have it anymore. Yeah, Stafford. Yep. Um, but I also, uh, kind of to your point, I think we're at the point in the season, like as you are saying, where you're, you're going to have your teams that you're going to be pretty much riding to the end of the season. You're going to have your teams that you're going to be pretty much fading for the rest of the season because I think – We've got a good feel now on where teams lie and what to expect from them for the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. And and I think one huge aspect uh, here is just the health of each individual team. We're seeing some big injuries pop up. You know, obviously Chicago is not going to make the playoffs, but I know if you have a game like Green Bay and Chicago this week, how Chicago just lost um, – uh, their uh, number one receiver. I his name slipping my name. But they lost their safety. Mooney. Yeah, Mooney's out for the year. Eddie Jackson, their safety's out for the year. So I mean, health of a team is so key. Of how far they're going to go, if they're going to make the playoffs or you know make a playoff run. So uh, we could kind of go through the uh, the old format. We could just kind of go game by game, and you could uh, let us know if you have a uh, play for one of your five bets of. The week and start with Thursday night uh, where the Buffalo Bills are three and a half point favorites at the New England Patriots. Uh, the, the Bills um, and the Patriots, uh, no real advantage with the amount of rest they're having, having, you know, playing last Thursday on Thanksgiving. So, you know, for either team there. But uh, the Bills are coming off of a, a, you know, a close, hard fought win against Detroit where Detroit definitely could have won that game. And, uh, Patriots where they, they lost, but they they could have beaten the, the Vikings. So, you know, the ball bounced a few ways and the Patriots ended up losing. But two uh, hard-fought contested uh, games last week. And now we have a huge divisional game where, you know, Buffalo's most likely going to win the division, but that's not Miami. So this, this is just a big game in general for, for playoff seeding, if you, even if you're looking at not just division but wild card. So um, I, I don't have a bet in this game. I, I I lean New England, but I know that Buffalo is a better team, and New England stat-wise just hasn't impressed me all year. So pass for me, but uh, lean New England. Do you guys have a bet in this game? I I don't. Um, 20 mile an hour wins tomorrow night in Foxborough, which could slow down uh, the Bills' tossing game a bit. Uh, to your point about injuries, um, Pierce isn't playing, right? Is that correct? Pierce is out. You mean Harris, Damian Harris? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Damian yeah. Harris is out. Yep. Yeah, so that's a loss. Um, 
You know, last year this was a great game. Last year wasn't this like the six to three game last year? That was just uh, like four, an 14, absolute 10. sack fest. Yeah, it was like something crazy with like four pass attempts by one team, and yeah, it was a it was a it was Mac, a fun Mac game. Jones Mac Jones three threw the ball three times. This game last yeah, year. it was a it was a fun game. Four, well, yeah, well, won't be that uh, tomorrow. But I do think you know the Bills are you know if in your head you think. Oh, the Bills Chiefs are on this collision course. Tell you what, one team's playing like that, the other one's not. The, the Bills have really shown crap. A little, I wouldn't say fortunate, but a little fortunate to beat Detroit last week. Um, really just got manhandled by the Jets a few weeks back. You know, they're just ever since uh, Allen got that uh, got that arm banged up, that they have not been the same. Still can't really run the ball the way you'd like an elite team to be able to do. Um, I, I would lean New England here. Don't have a bet on the game. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I kind of think the Dolphins are better than the Bills right now, pound for pound, man for man. So I think that will be interesting to watch this month uh, go down with the division race. Well, yeah. As usual, as usual, I am on the opposite side of you guys. And hey, I do have a plus. I- Oh, I am taking. Okay. I am taking the Bills minus three and a half. Woo. Um, Love it. I mean, the Bills are not in a position right now where they can take games lightly anymore. Like they're going to be in a wire to wire race between the Dolphins and the Jets. It's going to be a three team race to the very end. Um, as you said, Harris is out. That's going to be a big. A big hit to the Patriots' I agree. offense. I agree. That's a big injury. Because um, they rely on a running game to build the play action. Uh, Bills, their main enemy has been themselves this year. I mean, Josh Allen, I think, has five interceptions inside the red zone in the last six weeks. Um, so they've just been beating themselves. I think Josh Allen has the is a top-tier quarterback that he can cut down on those turnovers. And defensively, I think um, Ed Oliver has been stepping up his game for the Bills D-line, especially with Von Miller out. Um, So I think he'll be able to shut down any New England running game. Uh, I think this is going to kind of be on more towards leaning how their playoff game went last year than that uh, ridiculous three-passing game, a three-pass game that they had in the regular season. Um, so I could see this kind of being a little bit of a blowout Thursday night. Blowout, okay. At, at Foxborough, you know, I just I'm not loving what I've seen from the Bills in the last month or so. That's the problem. I I was kind of impressed with how Mac Jones played last week, uh, game of the year. Now, granted, Minnesota's defense, uh, you could argue, you know, bottom ten in the league, yeah, but. <laughs> If you're looking at just confidence factor, because he didn't seem to be playing with a lot of confidence for the entire year. You know, they put in Bailey Zappi and they pull him and then they bench him again. So for him to kind of, you know, put on that good performance, maybe that gives him a little bit of confidence. But I mean, I, I definitely can't, I can't take Patriots in this spot either. Yeah, definitely the short week though, you know, usually the, the home team has the advantage there, but I just have, have no feel. Allen is uh, fully participating in practice now with the strained uh, UCL, so that's a good sign for them. Uh, I'm not sure 
I mean, Andrew, Edward Edmonds is going to play the linebacker for Buffalo. Um, he did fully participate in practice today and yesterday. That'd be a big boost for them. And uh, obviously the second game back for uh, Tredavious Ward. So they're getting some good reinforcements back on defense. So it's an easy, that's enough to, you know, make it an easy pass. So, all right, but that's a, that's a bet from Campbell there, minus three and a half. And then uh, we'll go. So we have uh, Campbell's uh, New York Jets who are coming off of a, a really good win, uh, you know, a, a confidence boosting win for Mike. Mike you know, it's crazy, man. This is kind of what he does. You know, he has that first amazing start. Let's see if he can be consistent, though. You know, they're obviously uh, on the road now against the Vikings, who do have extended rest. They they played on, on Thanksgiving, got the win over the Patriots that we just talked about. Uh, Minnesota only laying a, you know, a, a light three here um, against Mike White on the road. First first road game with low total, 44 and a half. That's kind of average. But um, easy pass for me. I, I just can't take Mike White in the spot off of that amazing performance because can he really be better than what he showed against uh, – Poor Chicago defense. I was shorthanded without their quarterback, so I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know who Mike White is. They were gifted that win. They they really were with the Fields injury because Fields is their only chance of winning on a week to week basis. And when you take him away, uh, they have nothing. So I don't know who Mike White is yet. So I can't take the Jets in this spot. And then the Vikings coming off a win. Uh, the Vikings have been less than impressive over the past few weeks. So Jets can rush the passer. You know, they're top five in in uh, defensive pressure rate. And the Vikings have a lot of issues protecting the passer. Obviously, their left tackle still out. He's probably not going to play in this game, so it's an easy pass. I lean to the Vikings, but it's an easy pass. What do you guys think? This has uh, uh, I, one of the marquee uh, younger games. Uh, I was going to say, like the Vikings are kind of like one of those fluky eight and two teams, like eight and two going into last week with a minus two point differential. Like, who's heard of? That the team having a negative point differential with a six games over five hundred, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's kind of fluky. Um, yeah, but, but a lot of that, a lot of that's because they, I mean, they got their doors blown off by two teams, right? Like the, their two losses were like by thirty each, weren't they? Like the Cowboys and the Eagles killed them. Yeah, yeah and there's I mean, and they're they're third for differential too, so they're getting a lot of turnovers. So you got to think eventually that's going to kind of regress, and it probably already has. So I, they're probably a team that were fade down the stretch i mean we kind of said it like at the start of the season this year like the vikings are kind of the same team they were last year but the difference is like they played the most one score games last no the difference is they played them like the most one score games last year and they went like one and eight last year in one score games they're seven and oh this year in one score games so like that alone is the big difference in being uh six and ten, seven and nineteen that they were last year and nine and two this year, whatever they are. Right. That's true. Um, and the Vikings are gonna coast. I mean if you look at their remaining schedule, you they, you, got they, a know, they know they're gonna Yeah, they, they know they're gonna oh, they, you know they uh they they can clinch the division this week already. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Uh you could argue this game much more than the Vikings do, that's for sure. Um, but, I mean, this also comes to your point that you were talking about at the start of the show. Like, you look at the line week one when Jets were getting seven points to the Ravens and they're sitting here a three-point underdog on the road to a 9-2 and two team. Like, 
it does seem a little light to me, and I really don't. I would love to see the Jets win. I don't see it happening this week. I think the Vikings are going to take this one. It's not going to be a bet, though, for me. Um, but it is, it is a very strong lead for Minnesota. Uh, this has I do, one I, of the – are you good? I know. I, I know what you're going to say. I was going to say, I can't wait to see Saucers just – JJ. Oh, it's the best. Uh, it's the, match, the, the matchup of the week is is Sauce against uh, Jefferson. Um you know, reminds me a little bit of when Revis went up against Andre Johnson when Revis was a real young player when nobody slowed down Andre Johnson and then Revis did and kind of put him on the map. If Sauce can do that to Justin Jefferson, I think you'll be hearing about Sauce Island or whatever you want after this game. So this is a great game. I know Sauce did get torched by somebody last week. I don't remember who, but I, I don't see it happening again. So that's going to be a, a fun matchup. Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. though, how do you not lay the points? I mean, you know, this is this is when he shines. Sunday at one, Sunday at one against the Jets is like, this is his moment. You know, this is. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really tight game. I, I think the Jets would be a decent teaser leg. I, I know there's a lot of uncertainty with Mike White. The Jets with yards per play, they're almost equal to Minnesota. Uh, the Jets have a um, a top five uh, run defense DVOA. And if uh, you're looking to put pressure on Kirk Cousins, they could stop the run and they could pressure the quarterback. So that's not a good combination. And so, you know, it might not matter about that matchup with Justin Jefferson and, and Sauce Gardner if they're getting all that pressure up front. So the the you know, so the trenches, the 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 advantage definitely goes to the to the Jets there. So I think that's what they're going to have to do. They're just going to have to pressure, create turnover. Let Mike White manage the game. I think that's the best recipe for for a win on the road. And th- this is a completely different Jets team when Mike White's on the field. Like you could tell just in the body language alone in the team, there's a swagger that the team has when he's on the field that diminishes as soon as Zach Wilson comes back in. Can you imagine if they had Brees Hall for this run? If they had that speed at running back? I know. Oh yeah, it would be great. And they, they'd I was, be a real I mean, contender, yeah. I was telling Alex this uh, this last Sunday when we were watching the Bears game together. Like the one thing that worried me about the Jets this past Sunday is like the Jets' identity is built on a run game first, and like I just felt like we got away from that last week. I'm afraid that they might get away from that a lot this week too, and. I don't really know if you can trust Mike White throwing 40 passes a game. Yeah, no, that, I, I think that's the best recipe. And he kind of did that, was it last year or the year before Campbell, when he, he stepped in and beat the Bengals at home as double-digit? Yeah. Uh, and then he kind of sailed off after that. So like, he needs to kind of not have the game he had last week, but just be continue to be efficient and not turn the ball right. over. Because I think that's what kind of caught up with them the last time that – that led them to go back to, to Zach Wilson, obviously, when he when he was hurt last year. Um, but Jets top five in pressure rate in the league. Uh, they're pressuring uh, at on twenty four point seven percent of their of their rushes, and they are a bottom five blitz. Team. So the Jets don't have to blitz a lot, and they get a lot of pressure. And the Vikings are bottom ten in pressure rate. So I mean, maybe that's why this line is so short. Maybe it's a, a matchup in the trenches that just favors the Jets. So. We will see. No official uh, bets from us, but um, I'm assuming we'll kind of take less time on the games that we don't have a uh, uh, a bet on. Even though uh, you know the Jets are Campbell's team, so we like to spend a little bit more time there. But we have, uh, you know, 
Broncos at the Ravens here were, uh, what can you say about the Broncos? They're a uh, catastrophic failure. Uh, oh, they're <laughs> done for a while now. And, and they're yeah. done for a while. I mean, for a long time. I mean, 2028. Is, is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a cap space set of $101 million or next year or the year after that, it's $81 million. So, they're not moving on from them. They made their Russell Wilson bed. They have to find a way to develop around them and, and get the best out of them the way Pete Carroll has. But I'll tell you what, as that relationship has separated, I think we're seeing uh, where the talent in that QB coach relationship lies because the Seahawks offense hasn't really missed a beat without Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson looks terrible. Um, I mean, the, yeah. Russell Wilson's going to be there for the next three years at least, right? Yep. So one of them has to go, the quarterback or the coach. And if there is a huge offensive philosophical problem, and it seems to be, I mean, they, they just can't move the ball. They can't score points. He might be, he might be a coach. Cause I think you, you have to bring in somebody that's going to maximize what Wilson could do. Cause it, it seems like schematically something is just off. It, could if Russell Wilson really for... regress that much for, for one, from one year? You know, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't believe it. I think, I think it's automatic that he's gone if, after the end of the year. I think if it wasn't Has for, the organizational dumpster fire that you would appear to be by firing him after 10 games. That's the only reason they haven't fired him because they don't like the optics of it. I mean, but it's pretty obvious he's gone in, in a month and a half. Cause there's, n- there's no other way to improve the team. You, like you, like you said, it you, you can't give it to us. You got to give it to the coach. Basically you got to have, like, have a kicker accuse him of kicking him or like send a girl to get yeah. a lap dance from him or something like Urban <laughs> Meyer. Yeah. 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 But a good yeah. example, though, right? Like a dumpster. You're not developing the quarterback. You're not looking good. You're out, you know? Um, and the defense and I mean, is so good. And that coach has made, you know, not to copy your word here, like catastrophic clock management mistakes this year in at least two games I can think of off the top of my head to where it's easy to fire him, you know? Like coaches make it easy on you sometimes. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think he's – a hundred percent gone. They're going to bring in an offensive-minded coach, whether that be, you know, is that is this where Bienemy finally gets his shot, or someone else, or you know, maybe the Raider coach who got right, fired last year or shouldn't have been. Yeah, like the, or or uh, maybe the Cowboy guy. I don't know how. Uh, Tell him more. Or, oh, geez. Yeah, you know, because people like <laughs> take him. You know, Russ went all Bo Callahan and had no one show up to his birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you know, uh, yeah. But honestly, though, this this game, I think this game's a little bit more about Baltimore. Baltimore low-key has had four mind-bogglingly bad losses this Baltimore, year. Unless, they, can't, they can't close out fourth the Fourth quarter collapses, no. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they had one against the Giants where I, I was watching that one with Camby, and with like nine minutes left in the game, I was like, oh, Giants going to lose this by 30. They had a game due like this. And, like, 20 minutes later, I'm, like, jumping on top of the chair because the Giants are somehow, like, winning the game and getting sacks and all the crazy. Yeah. Last week's yeah. game was worse than that. Last week's game was, like, incomprehensible that they lost that game. So, I think you got to see them bounce back here and kill Denver. Like, if Baltimore doesn't blow this game out and have one of those lopsided scores that NFL Red Zone doesn't go to in the fourth quarter, you can really start to question where they're at as a team. They they have to respond to last week because, I mean, that's as bad a loss as you can get. It's going to get your attention. Denver is a perfect get right opponent. Um, and that and now you got Cincinnati caught oh, up yeah. to you about to pass oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, it's they're having their 
like they're having their come to Jesus moment this week. So this to me becomes, you know, maybe their kitchen sink type game against an opponent who's not good anyway. So to me, I lean strong Baltimore to cover this number. I'm not betting it only because I don't know if they know if they can <laughs> cover the number or not, you know, like, but I'm very, especially when Lamar got that quad injury in practice today. So that's not good. And, uh, you know, we'll see where that's at as the week goes uh-huh. on. But I'm very interested to see how Baltimore bounces back off last week because that loss was horrible. As of right now, I do not trust Baltimore to be able to cover and keep point spread. I don't um, either. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm not betting it either. Denver's I good love the spot. I do like, think, I, though, I this is a spot, perfect teaser spot. And, yeah. I mean, I will be using this later in the show. As yeah. one of mine, but um, yeah, I mean, both you can't, they just haven't shown anything to be able to close out a game to warrant being more than a one score, a one score spread here. So, like, eight points just seems too much to me. But Denver also is you can't trust them to put any points on the board to keep it within eight either, right? That's why I see, yeah, it's an eight pass. I thought. Be a little bit inflated, maybe maybe by a point, point and a half. Maybe it should be closer to seven, you know, seven and a half, something like that. So maybe there's a little bit of that. Can't take Denver. You can't trust them. Right. I mean, they they can't even score seventeen points. I mean, I mean, and if you know, if Baltimore, how is Denver going to come back? All those teams that came back against them. I mean, you could argue the Giants really don't have a lot of offensive power. Uh, Miami came came back against them. You know, Jacksonville had been playing better on offense recently. So I just I can't trust Denver to make that quarter back and cover that number. So yeah, I think Baltimore is a good teaser look this week. But no uh, official plays for us on this game. No, there's some games I really like this week. Okay, so uh, maybe the next one is one of them. Uh, Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Uh, Pittsburgh's it coming is. off. It, it is. It is okay. It is. And, uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh has that uh, nice road win on Monday Night Football against the Colts, short week, and Atlanta's coming off of that, you know, really, really tough loss against uh, Washington, you know, last second uh, interception in the red zone, uh, had a chance to win as a four-point underdog, but didn't get the job done, didn't cover, uh, so now you have Pittsburgh at Atlanta, uh, it's kind of bouncing around, I see, like, Pittsburgh is a one-point favorite, so a couple of places that have Atlanta as a one-point favorite, so it's kind of in between there, it's a couple pick so uh, I don't have a bet in this game. I, I, you know, Kyle Pitts. I know he wasn't good for the majority of the season, but him not being there, they kind of lose an offensive uh, weapon. And Atlanta's defense is so, and uh, neither Ooh, team can boy. rush the passer. They're bad, man. Atlanta is dead last in pressure rate. Like they just can't get after the quarterback. But I can't I want to back Pittsburgh on a on a short week like this either. You know, off of a win. So uh, easy pass. So uh, what do you what do you have, Alex? I am going with the Atlanta Falcons in this game. I think, uh, you know, this game should be three. I think. I think it should be Atlanta minus three here. Uh, wow. Steelers have been one of the one of the, you know, they just haven't been as good as Atlanta's been this year. I mean, not really by metric. I think Atlanta's been a better team for the most part. Um, they're at home, like you said, Pittsburgh off a, off a big win on Monday night, um, close game. I just like the spot for Atlanta. I don't like Pittsburgh at all. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't – I'm not sure if Harris is going to come back or not. But really, Pittsburgh blew the game wide open in the first quarter, and then the Colts outplayed them for the next 50 minutes, if you really watch that game. So, I just don't like Pittsburgh this year. I think next year they'll probably be more of a force to be reckoned with. But this year, Atlanta at home, they play hard for their coach. They play hard in almost every game. Take Atlanta. They're going to win this outright. I'm actually stunned with you, Alex. I it's like not it. often It's not often me and you are going to be co-oping on a bet here. Wow. Oh, but it's all doomed. I, I also do like Atlanta here. Um, I like what I see out of Mariota. Uh, and as you said, this is, this is a perfect situational spot um, for Atlanta to have this game. Um, coming off that tough loss. Uh, Pittsburgh coming off a gritty win on Monday night, short week. Uh, I think all signs lead to Atlanta um, taking this game. Okay. Yeah, I lean, I lean Atlanta too, for sure. Uh, managing uh, yards per play by, by a wide margin. Pittsburgh just doesn't put up a lot of points. Pittsburgh is pretty solid against the run, so I know they run heavy as a team, but uh, I think it's going to be a really close game. I do. I think if you tease either team in this game, it's probably gonna it's probably gonna hit field goal game. But maybe uh, hopefully Atlanta pulls it out uh, at the end there. All right, no play for me, so we'll kind of move on to and we'll go to uh, Tennessee at Philly, which is an interesting game with the Titans coming off a tough loss to Cincinnati. You could argue a little even closer than it was, uh, but uh, Titans lose as uh, home underdogs to the Bengals. And then uh, Philly, obviously, is coming off of that win Sunday night against Green Bay uh, with the cover. So now you have Philly as five, five-and-a-half favorites. But now it's uh, down to five or five-and-a-half. So crossing those key numbers there of six and seven. Um, see in this game. I know it's kind of square. And I, I know you look at that point spread, you're like, oh, give me five-and-a-half points. Mike Vrabel's an underdog. But if you look at Philly's schedule, I mean, they are going to coast for the rest of the year. You could you could argue maybe they'll lose another game or maybe two because they play Dallas again. I think one of those games is going to be Tennessee here. I think Tennessee is a bad matchup for Philly. Tennessee is number one in run defense DVOA. And one of the best things Philly does is getting yardage on first down that makes it a manageable second down. You saw Green Bay last Sunday where – First down, uh, Philly, six, seven yards. It's always second and four, second and three. And then it's easy and hurts to kind of run his offense from there. But if you could shut down the run on first down, you know, or you're stingy on first down and it's second and eight instead of second and three, I think that could change things. And with, with Tennessee coming off of a, you know, a uh, tough loss at home, going on the road now, Philly coming off of a win at home, and they're home again, uh, I think Tennessee is going to, I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I definitely think they're going to cover. I think it's probably going to be like a field goal game. Maybe Philly wins by three or something like that. But uh, give me Tennessee plus five and a half. Uh, I mean, Tennessee has been my darlings all season. Um, I don't have a play on this. I know there's potential for Jordan Davis to be coming back for Philly, and that can be a big boost to stopping Derrick Henry this week. Uh, if he does come back. Um, I mean, Tennessee, 
there aren't many coaches in my mind better than Mike Vrabel. So I think he'll definitely have uh, Tennessee ready for Philly. But I think Philly just also has too many weapons right now. Uh, I don't know if Tennessee has the defense that can both contain Hurts on the ground and in the air. Um, so this is a stay away game for me, uh, especially since Tennessee's kind of on my shit list right now. Um, <laughs> they kind of, I had, I had a nice lottery bet, uh, FanDuel runs of each team in the one o'clock games having at least one passing touchdown. And the only team not to have it last week was Tennessee because Derrick Henry fumbled that ball over the goal. Line. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Traylon Burks <laughs> picked it up. Yeah. It, it, it was a plus thirteen thousand. Odd. Jeez. Yep. Not happy. That's but... killer. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, this is a only one hundred thirty to one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CJ Garner got Johnson obviously out for this game. Um, yeah, that's going to be a big loss for them too. Big loss. Yeah. Tennessee needs a boost on offense, you know, with with throwing the ball in the air, then that definitely uh, helps them. I think he has like a lacerated kidney or something, but he's definitely out. I know they just opened the practice window for Jordan Davis, so if I had to bet, he's probably not back this week, but he, he might be. He, he might just... Yeah, uh, it was like a 21-day window, so I, I'm, I'm not expecting him to be back this year, this week. Yeah, because Philly has been... They, they've been kind of leaving. So... Uh, that obviously with them signing Joseph and Sue, they they tried to you know kind of you know patch things together while uh, Jordan Davis was out. So and we'll see if they can really pick like, that up. If you're Philly right now, sitting what are they ten and one, eleven and one? Like, would you one, yeah. rush? Would you rush anyone back from injury right now? No, you're sitting pretty. You sure. let these guys heal until they're one hundred percent right now because you. Don't need to worry about having having to win. Yeah, I think Philly is kind of peaked. I in the East, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. But it just seems like their wins aren't as impressive as they were early in the year. I don't know. I'm I'm not as obvious with you on that. They're going to win the East. Oh jeez. Ah, uh, well, they got a draw. They got to drop this game if Dallas has any chance of you know of winning that division. But um, yeah, I think they're definitely still going to win the East. I don't know. That'd be a miracle. That'd be nice. Yeah, Philly's winning the East. Can't be hit his head this morning. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sold on Philly winning the East. Interesting. That that, that would require a Giants upset of the Eagles because the Giants got them twice. Um. Do you, so no other uh, bets on this game, just me taking Tennessee. Yeah, mm, no, yeah, not not me. I I Philly's good, so I don't want to fade them. Okay, well we'll go to Jacksonville, Detroit. Um, not a lot of play, although who knows in the AFC South uh, <laughs> what what could happen with uh, with that division. So, uh, you know, Jacksonville obviously coming off of that uh, big win against Baltimore and then Detroit with the extended rest playing on Thanksgiving with the close loss against Buffalo. Um, I don't know if you guys have a bet on this game, but but I do. I got my best my best bet on this one. Oh, I do not have a bet on this one. I know where you you're do not. going. You do. I know where you're going. Where am I going? You're going to the Music City, and you're giving it to Detroit, or the Motor City, and you're giving it to Detroit. 
Of course I am. Give me Detroit plus uh, one. I know that's the best system. bet. Yeah. <laughs> they're not there yet. They they get they won their Super Bowl last week. I mean, they could they could easily win this game. Um, you know, they're I think they're a favorite, pretty much minus one across the board. So I think uh, Detroit's a great teaser look. I'll probably tease Detroit this week, but incredibly um, high over, incredibly high number. Yeah, like yeah. This. Detroit it's with the poorest more. defense. Although Detroit's defense Holy. has, Detroit's defense has gotten better over the past month. I would say. Um, yeah. So maybe this is a little inflated. I, I, Jacksonville could definitely pass the ball. Danny's going to play this week, probably not. So that's a. That's a big boost to Detroit's defense there, not having him on the field. Trevor Lawrence, I'm not going to jump on that train. I'm not going to pour the anointing oil for Trevor Lawrence over one game, beating a Baltimore team that's collapsed multiple times this year. So, um, you know, Jacksonville was coming off a bye, too, so they had two weeks to prepare for that game against Baltimore. So uh, I think Detroit here at home, uh, you know, you you have Dan Campbell as a home dog. Um, Typically, he fares pretty well. So um, I'm not going to this game for real, but I'll probably tease Detroit. I think um, I don't think Jacksonville's shown the ability to to uh, extend offensively in, on any team. Although they did blow out the Colts earlier in the year, but it's the Colts, you know, and that was at home. So I don't see Jacksonville just going to Detroit and blow them out by by double digits. So I'll take Detroit plus one. That's bad. These are. Two teams for me that you just don't know what you're going to get from week to week. Um, Detroit, I feel, plays teams close, but they can never get over that hump. Uh, Jacksonville's a hit or miss each week. Uh, both teams definitely are on the upswing in terms of where they stand as a franchise right now. Um, I, I don't know who I, I mean, between Dan Campbell. And I don't know who I would give the coaching uh, advantage to either right now. So, for me, it's an easy stay away game. Yeah. These teams are pretty evenly matched, to be honest. Um, Jared Goff has been a beast at home. Team touchdowns, three interceptions. He plays well at home. They're not going to get uh, Jamison Williams back just yet, but they opened his practice window. So, he could you know have a few uh, opportunities towards the end of the year. But um, – Detroit, very good yards per play at home compared to Jacksonville. So uh, I look at the stats and Detroit has the advantages there. So I think Detroit should be a small favorite in this game. So I, I think it's a little bit of uh, a little bit of an overreaction from Jacksonville last week. I do love Detroit's two-headed monster of Swift and Williams. Uh, I feel like anytime Detroit gets the ball inside the five, Williams is pretty much a guaranteed score down there. So I would probably lean Detroit too. Yeah. And Jackson 30th in pass defense DVOA. So Jared Goff, you know, you combine his good home stats uh, with Jackson coming into town. They're definitely going to have some opportunities through the air to, you know, to get some points. And maybe that's why the number is as high as it is from a total standpoint. Um, we will go on to the next game. Uh, we'll probably be on this for a little bit. We have the Washington no names at the New York Giants. Uh, Washington coming... <laughs> and uh, uh, Washington's coming off of that uh, close win at home. And then the Giants coming off that tough loss at Dallas, but had the extended rest and they come back home. Uh, does Washington deserve to be favored 
I, I feel they like this not. is closer to a pick. Yes. They do they not, do. and I've got to play in this game. And I've got to okay. play in it, too. And I oh, feel like we're going I feel like we're going head to head. We you're all have to play. Baby. Oh, well, I'll just say this. I want to let – can I start this off? Go ahead. This shit, The Giants and the Manders are the same team this year, right now, at this point. Separated by a game, won a lot of close games. Um, neither team really has any individual great win. They've just sort of beaten the teams that they're supposed to in the weeks they are. So how on earth, when you get to the division games, which has division split written all over it, is the home team getting points in the spot? It is crazy. And on top of that, the Giants are getting as healthy as they've gotten all year. You know, the team that was at Dallas, they were missing, I think, 13 of their top 25 guys on the depth chart, and they had no and one they still in the covered. And they still covered. Yeah, they still covered. Getting a lot of guys back in this game. I watched every play of that Falcon-Washington game last week because I'm invested for the playoff stuff. You can run on Washington all day. They were one defense. I know their D-line's got skill, but, I mean, they ran on them at will. The Giants run that type of offense better than the Falcons do. Um, Ojolari coming back to the D-line. This is the first time all year Ojolari, Dexter Lawrence, um, Leonard Williams, and Kayvon will be playing together. The first time all year that the 4D line and the way it was drawn up will get to play together. That's exciting. Um, a lot of reasons to like the Giants here. There's a big spot. They've got 11 days off in this game. Heineke seems made to order for what the Giants want to do defensively. Um, I like the matchup. And again, like, they're the same team. So when they face each other in the division, the home team should just almost be automatically laying three. This spread to me is five points off. Like, Washington's laying two, two and a half. Like, overreaction to Giants getting beat up by what I think is maybe right now the team that's playing the best in the NFL, Dallas, last week. And, you know, Giants were winning that game at halftime, and they backdoor covered. So, love the Giants. Love them to win outright. They're going to win on Sunday. Give me the opposite, Camby. Well, I'll just stop um, before you, we go to Campbell. I'll just say I'm taking the Giants too, plus two and a half. So, all right, Campbell. I'm taking the Washington Redskins. Uh, I, I <laughs> well, that's not this. even a team. Not uh, even a team, bro. I'm talking the Washington football team commanders. <laughs> the Manders. <laughs> I alluded to the fact that you're going to have teams that you're going to be riding the rest of the season. You're going to have teams that you're going to be fading the rest of the season, and. The Giants are going to be one of my number one teams. I'm going to be fading the rest of the season. Uh, I think they are on track to probably finish seven and ten, eight and nine, miss the playoffs. Um, Washington, on a roll right now. Um, Ron Rivera coaching that team up ever since uh, Heineke came in. It's been a different team. Uh, they're going to. Outmuscle the Giants. Uh, Scary Terry's gonna go deep on them for at least <laughs> two touchdowns. Uh, I see this being a seventeen-point game. Jeez. Well, okay. Well, I think. Wow. Uh, well, again, the Giant. You know, Taylor Heineke. The things that the Giant defense has trouble with is not what Washington does well. Um, you know, exotic blitzes, real elaborate stuff could give Washington's old line trouble. And again, this just this is as healthy as it's been, and the Giants aren't dumb. They know that if they're gonna make the playoffs, it's by beating Washington and Indianapolis. They know the schedule same as anyone else. 
This is the home game for it. It's absolute drop-dead must-win for him. I don't think Washington's that much more talented on either side of the ball. Um, you can say Washington's defense will give the Giants trouble, but the Giants kind of scheme, scheme themselves into, you know, 20 points a game against everybody. And I know you say Rivera. I think the Giants got really good coaches too. And I just think that, uh, you know, if Ojolari or Kayvon can turn over Heineke, which could happen because Heineke was, you know, giving it away a little bit last week against a much worse defense. I like the Giants here, you know. I like the Giants in this game. And then when they face Indianapolis, you'll probably like them. And then you'll probably say, okay, Washington should be favored by three in Washington. And you just flip this line. But if the Giants don't win this game, I mean, then you're right. Then you would fade them the rest of the way. But I think it's a good show in here. Washington can rush the passer. I mean, they're they're top three in defensive pressure rate, and they they don't blitz a lot, so um, they're able to generate pressure with with the front. So that is one concern. Although the Giants are getting back Evan Neal, looks like he's going to be back. I'm not sure if your players are going to be back. Alex, maybe you have a little bit more information with that. Yeah, and no, it looks like Bredesen is is going to play. It looks like they're getting Bellinger back, the tight end. They're getting um. Oh, jeez. Uh, is it why? I don't know how to say the left guard, but they're getting him back too. I mean, they're getting yep. uh, they're getting back 11 guys in this game who were inactive against Dallas. So they have 16 guys who are inactive. 11 are coming back. This is the healthiest they've been really all year. And I understand. I don't want to overrate one guy, but Ojolari really makes a big difference because Kayvon was causing hell for Dallas last week. Eventually, they just put six guys on him. You do that with Ozilari on the other side, should bode well. Um, and I just think they're going to blitz up and, and confuse Heineke enough. You know, the Giants, they've got some good blitzes. And, you know, Cordero was gashing them last week. Saquon's going to crack one on them. So. I think that's I like the key Giants. because I, I, I do think Washington is a team than the Giants, not by much. And I think that's yeah. reflected in the line. But I, th- I think the key in this game is Heineke because, like you said, you know, there was a reason why – brought in Carson Wentz this offseason. Heineke started multiple games last year, and he is very, very turnover prone. So I feel like he's been getting away with the last two weeks, and I think it catches up with him this week. So it might be one of those games where you look at the stats and like, man, if if the commanders just wouldn't have turned the ball over two, they probably would have won the game. That's that's what it's probably going to be. I think it's going to be really low-scoring, you know, tight game, like a 17-13 type game. So... Giants when this came out right, but we will see. Um, interesting game. We had a lot of off-season talk with Deshaun Watson. He's officially back. Brown starting quarterback. Now they're going to be going on the road against the porous and horrendous Houston Texans. I got somehow that word porous, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. And uh, being down thirty nothing last week against Miami, you got to give them. A little bit of credit, even though they didn't cover. Uh, they missed by one point, but they, they did show some moxie late in that game coming back and at least, you know, attempting to make it a game. But uh, Houston's just a bad team. They're probably going to, you know, fire here. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have any talent. Uh, their best player wants to get traded or he doesn't really even want to be on the team, Brandon Cooks. So, bad team. But if there's a week that you're going to take the Houston Texans, I think it's going to be this week. <laughs> I think hey, this hey, line Houston, is way Houston won me a lot of money in September and October. Well, that's the thing. I just don't know what I'm getting. Um, um, Davis Mills, they, they started Kyle Allen last week, and I'm assuming he's going to get the start again this week. 
but I don't. More importantly, I don't know what I'm saying with Deshaun Watson. So I, I can't lay that number with Cleveland, but I can I can't take Houston with how bad of a team they are. Uh, so it's an easy pass for me to bet this game. If there's a week to take the Houston Texans, this is not the week. Cleveland Browns, oh. best bet. Best bet. Best huh. bet. Hide your masseuses. Wow. Seven <laughs> <laughs> best bet. Okay. Minus oh, John, by the way, bet. Alex, are the Giants your best bet, Alex? No. No. Okay. All right. Can't. Uh, I mean, I have no faith in Kyle Allen. Uh, Cleveland, don't matter who you throw at quarterback. Could be Jacoby Brissett. Could be Deshaun Watson. Could be any of the masseuses up in the press box for the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't matter. Cleveland's defense is going to shut down this Houston Texans offense. Uh, Cleveland, they're, they're just going to have to put up 14 points on the board, and we're going to cover the seven-point spread. It's going to be a blowout. Um, You're probably right. You're plus, probably right. Deshaun Watson, I, I know he hasn't played in two years, but I think he's got a lot to prove this game. I think he has a lot of critics he needs to shut up, and I think you're going to see him ball out. Um, I think he's going to bring a new depth to this offense, and it's a little too late for them this season, but I think they're going to prove what kind of team they can be for next season, uh, these last few weeks. Is he... The Browns could make a playoff run. You never know. I mean, they, they got that big win over Tampa last week. And I want to ask you, ask you guys this. What do you think the morale of the Cleveland locker room is right now? With Jacoby Brissett, obviously, you know, he did some really good things as a starter. You could argue he should get a shot somewhere, kind of like how Geno Smith got a shot this year. But going from a guy who seems the locker room likes – and then you go to Sean Watson. I don't know if guys like Watson. I don't know if they hang out together. I have no idea. But what do you think the morale is going from a likable guy going to Watson in this spot? Do you think they're going to play inspired, or do you think they're going to maybe kind of regress a little bit? I think they'll be. I think they'll be excited. You know, I think I think they know how good this guy is. Um, you know, the thing is with Brissett is there's no vision for the team. Ever, you know, like, you know, you're not winning a Super Bowl with that guy as your quarterback. Um, you know, Cleveland could win a Super Bowl down the road with Deshaun Watson. So I think you'll I think you'll see them play pretty well here down the stretch. Um, I agree with you, though. You know, Texans are going to want to kill him, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, but I, I, would, I would think the players get excited. But I mean, getting a great quarterback is franchise changing. This guy is really damn good. So. And I mean, okay. Cleveland, Cleveland's like they're built for Nick Chubb, and I think they're not going to veer away from that, even with Deshaun Watson in the game. But uh, Deshaun Watson's just going to add an extra level to that offense. Now um, it's going to open up the running lanes for Nick Chubb even more. Now that you have someone that you, you really have to consider a legitimate threat. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, you saw more as a game manager than someone who's going to put the ball in his hands and he's going to win you games. True. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how Watson uh, receivers, you know, I'm not sure how much 
obviously he's been practicing this week. Uh, he's been able to be at the facility for the past few weeks, but um, see how the time is with guys like Amari Cooper and, you know, Peoples Jones and uh, Njoku see how the timing is in the passing game. Maybe they, maybe they depend more on the running game, you know, with Watson's first game back and uh, Houston could definitely uh, be vulnerable in the, in the running game. Just watch that game against Tennessee last month. So we can go to uh, the next game, which is the uh, Packers of the bears and oh, uh, Packers my best bet. Best bet. Well, let's go right to you. Green Bay coming off that tough loss. And then Chicago looks like their season's over. Yep. You nailed it. Right. Uh, Chicago. I know Camby said the Giants might be his team to fade. Chicago is probably going to be mine. They look lost at sea without fields. Um, Rodgers is playing this Sunday. Um, the fact that he's playing and not sort of shutting it down is letting you know that, you know, the Packers have kind of a weak schedule and they might get a disinterested Minnesota team in a couple of weeks. Is he so, officially playing now? Because oh, he's last playing. Time, no, last time he was. He was open. He was open to sitting out if asked. Uh, no, I mean from what I heard, Lafleur said he's playing, and he said he's playing. So okay. Um, exactly. yeah, I love Green play. Bay. Yep. Yeah, love Green Bay in this spot. Off of that, it's a must-win game. You know, Rodgers. I was watching his interview with uh, McAfee, and he said, you know, let's just win our final five and see where we stand. The fact that he's playing this week to me, makes it think they're not folding in the season. The team they're against is definitely folding in the season. And I feel like Chicago hasn't beaten Green Bay in like 75 years in the Aaron Rodgers era. So I love Green Bay in this spot. I think the line's a little too small. Um, I think after this week, you know, you're going to have to start laying double digits against Chicago the rest of the way. Um, that, um, get, get, get them single digits while you can. That that's why I wouldn't wouldn't be a team for me to fade along the rest of the season because the lines are going to catch up to how bad Chicago is. Whereas the yeah. Giants are the Giants are seven and fourteen, they, right? and now they're the six seed. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. they're they're an overachieving team that the lines the lines aren't going to catch up with for the rest of the season. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, but again. It, the the game they had against the Jets last week was just so, just so like, uninspired. You know, it's just a team that has quit. Like Fields go Fields going out to sort of sap their life, so they know their season's over. Everyone knows the season's over. Green Bay is going to play desperate, and I think I, I just love this spot, love the line, love all of it. Green Bay lay the points and sleep easy by halftime. We'll see if Justin Fields does come back this week. He was limited uh, today with the AC joint injury. So he's another game time decision. Maybe they, they sit him for the rest of the year. I, I don't know. Um, it's not worth permanent damage there. Once you get dislocation, you're more prone to get another dislocation. So maybe they take the uh, conservative approach there and start uh, – Simeon, who did not practice today with his oblique injury. So the Bears are just a, a dumpster fire that I yeah. want no part of. So another dumpster fire, we go to the Los Angeles Rams, and they are home playing the Seattle Seahawks, and Seattle's laying seven and a half points. Who? Lost in overtime against the Vegas Raiders. Who? The Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I heard. I, I just meant, yeah. man, that's a big lot of points. 
I mean, if you're looking at the worst uh, defense of a Super Bowl championship in NFL history, might look no farther than the 2021 Los Angeles Rams or 2022 Los Angeles Rams. Well, if uh, anyone tells you the draft picks don't matter, because that was the big theme last year. Like, with well, those draft picks don't matter when you're Super Bowl. Look how fast it dismantled a great team. And in one year. They got their they trophy. Got My question is, why, why does Aaron Donald come back? And speaking of Aaron Donald, he was ruled out. He's today. out. Yeah. So he's not going to play. Uh, Stafford's still in concussion protocol. He might play, but do why you really McVay want him playing back? behind this line? Like, why did anyone come back? Yeah, like McVeigh turned down $15 million from a broadcast deal? Why? Come yeah. Back to this well, shit. <laughs> like, uh, Bryce Perkins, I think his name, I, you know, start again. Uh, but Cooper Cup out, you know, you could argue that three best players in the Rams are not going to be playing for the rest of the year. So, uh, easy pass. I could only lean to Seattle, but I don't want to lay that many points with the Seattle defense that just gave up, what, 40 points to, to the Bay Raiders. So, uh, easy pass for me. Do you guys have a bet in this game? Uh, I do not have a bet this game. Uh, again, perfect teaser leg for me. Um, but Seattle, yeah. Seattle, like, Seattle's not going to lose games because of their offense. Uh, offense is going to put up points regardless of who they're playing right now. Geno Smith is one of the best resurgences in recent history. Um <laughs> Rams, they're not going to be able to keep up, in my opinion. Um, but seven and a half is still kind of just iffy for me to lay. So it's not going to be a play for me. Yeah, teaser's a good look there. Could be a good teaser yeah. leg for sure. Let's move on. I mean, this game is is a nothing. We're, we're not going to bet money on this or or imaginary money for sure. So we can go to possibly the best game of the week, uh, Miami at San Francisco. Uh, Miami, you know, blowout win, easy win, whatever you want to call it, against the Texans, and then San Fran coming off a shutout win uh, against the Saints. Where you could argue maybe the game could have gone another way if um, the Saints didn't turn the the ball over in the red zone eighteen times. But uh, <laughs> be it as it may, uh, the the Saints win the game thirteen to nothing. So um, interesting game here. I do do have a bet on this game, but I wanted to see if you guys had a, a bet on it before I give my thoughts. I do. This is my fifth and final game I have a playoff. All right, go for it. Uh, I am taking the Miami Dolphins getting the four points against the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. Um, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> they are very good on offense. Their speed kills, and Tyreek and Waddle are a dangerous duo. Um, I don't think that San Francisco has the offensive prowess to be able to keep pace with this. It's going to, Dolphins are going to make this game a shootout, and I don't think San Francisco will be able to keep up. Um, Dolphins are going to go over the top. I don't think the San Francisco defense is going to be able to get enough pressure to Tua to be able to um, stop them that much. So, Miami's going to be a team to look out for these next few weeks. So I think they are riding high and they're very dangerous. Okay. It is a step up in class for the Dolphins. They have not played a team like the Niners here, if you look at their schedule. And the, the Niners are, you know, definitely one of the better teams in the NFC. You could argue they're the best team in the NFC. Although I think they're a little bit 
overvalued right now. I think too many people are kissing San Francisco's ass because they really haven't played a lot of good teams this year either. So, although the Dolphins, I'm going to take the four points of the Dolphins too. I mean, this is a no-brainer. I mean, I think this line should be closer to three. I think Miami is showing more during the year. I can't I, remember I think, the last time me and you have agreed on a game. I know. This is crazy. <laughs> I look, you can look at Miami and you can look at it like, oh, they're a square dog. It's so easy. Oh, Miami, you know, they're high-powered offense. Take the points. And the, the Niners don't have a good defense. But, you know, I, I think Elijah Mitchell going out, their running back is big. I think they're going to have, like, an undrafted rookie starting at running back this week for the Niners. So maybe they get Debo Samuel more involved in, in you know, in the running game, doing a lot of jet sweeps and, you know, stuff like that. But even if Miami doesn't win this game, I, I think they're going to cover. I think these. I think this is, like, Miami's chance to prove themselves kind of game. Yeah. In my in my opinion, there's not one team in the NFL right now that should be more than a three point favorite against Miami Dolphins. No, it's true. Even the Niners. I don't know why everybody's kind of kissing the Niners' ass, like the best team in the NFC. But, uh, even after the last, they, they they shut out the Saints thirteen nothing in a game that they maybe shouldn't have even won. They had, the Saints had so many turnovers in the red zone, and the Saints are. I mean, this is a completely porous defense too, and everybody's talking like the Niners are the best team in the NFC. I, I don't, I don't see it. I, I, I think Miami's going to be live in this game. I, although Miami's defense is very, very suspect, um, I think Miami's going to outscore the Niners in this shootout. I think, I think the Niners are going to try to play their ball control game, but I think Miami's just going to score, and they're going to kind of fight. Kind of like the opposite of that game that they had against Baltimore, where I think they went down like 35-14, and they, they, they came back in the fourth quarter and won the game. Um, but I think it's going to start out like that in the beginning of the game. So give me Miami plus four. And uh, Alex, no bet? No no bet. I actually, I lean the other way, though, to be honest. Uh, only because, um, you know, Niners have gotten really healthy in the last few weeks. And offensively, the way they use Debo and – Ayuk and um, Kittle and the the run game's always good. You know, do you what I would say about a game like this? Do you trust Miami to slow down San Francisco's offense more than you would trust San Francisco's defense to slow down Miami's offense? I think San Francisco's defense might be top two in the league, if not one. Uh, you know, I think they've got two shutouts on the year already. Not saying they're going to stop Miami's offense. But I trust them to, you know, get some sacks, get them into some third and longs, get some punts more than I would trust Miami to stop San Fran. And I just don't think San, uh, I don't think Miami yet has proven that they're like an AFC title type team. And, you know, the Niners are. Like the Niners are just in the NFC title game and almost got to the Super Bowl. So I just so think Niners me, are a little bit better. For me, I feel like the Dolphins are prepared for what the Niners can throw at them because – what you get out of Debo and Ayuk, you get that same style out of Tyreek and Waddle. But oh, sure, but but about but against ten miles per hour better. faster. Yeah, but you're against such better defenders, though. Like San Francisco's defense is great. Miami's defense stinks. That's the only. Reason. And again, I'm not betting it. Miami could win the game outright. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think like San Francisco. If it was on a neutral field, I'd like their talent a little bit better anyway. So, you know, at, in San Fran, the line makes sense to me. 
Yeah, San Francisco. I mean, they're pitching shutouts in today's modern NFL. That's that's pretty damn good. So that defense is pretty pretty elite. The one concern I do have is that the Dolphins have not lost since Tua came back. Um, you know, they they lost that game against Minnesota, but that was when uh, Tua was out, right? They 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 went yeah. winless when Tua went out, and they've won ever since. So. Are the Dolphins due for a letdown spot at some point? Yeah. Could this be the game? Absolutely. Do they have to win? No. They just got to cover. So, like Campbell said, do they deserve to be? Does any team deserve deserve to be laying more than you know three, three and a half uh, against the Dolphins right now? I would say no. So I think it's going to be a really tight game. Getting blown out of the water. They, their offense just doesn't allow that. Um, so you could argue that one game that Miami had against Pittsburgh. To his first game back, and I think they were just really conservative. He was kind of off, but since then they've been they've been gangbusters. They they've been crushing it through the air, kind of like how. And so, we'll go plus four. Campbell and I, uh, a rare occasion on Bet with Chet. So, how many do I have, Camby? I have two or three. You have three. I have three. three. Atlanta Giants and Green Bay. Um, yes, right. Chargers at Vegas uh, rematch. I have a piece of this one season. Ah, so do I. Uh, <laughs> that's my last Ooh, bet. I'm I think. nervous. Oh, I'm uh, nervous. There's no way you'll agree with me on this. Oh, boy. Off of a road win uh, at Arizona. And then uh, Vegas, obviously, coming off of that emotional win. Uh, at- oh, that was impressive. You know, Seattle had a bye coming into that game. And Vegas was coming off of a tough, tough overtime win uh, in the division the week before on that game. You know, so I- Vegas has something going here. I. I like how they've won the the past two games uh, in uh, close fashion. Have like a revenge factor. How you know the Chargers beat Vegas week one of the regular season. So I will take the points with Vegas. I'll take the the two points Las Vegas against the Chargers. Okay, you convinced me. I'm I'm staying away from the game then. I really <laughs> like. <laughs> I was fifty fifty on this or the Dallas game. I'll just go with I'll go with the next two. What I lean. <laughs> I lean Chargers here. I'm very amenable, so I like this pod. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I lean I lean Chargers more just because, like, how would no. you not want to fit? How would you not want to fade Vegas off a five quarter like dog fight that they got? You know, Jacobs. I mean, Jacobs is already like limited in practice because he got hit fifty thousand times in that game last week. Um, Chargers need no, the it's game true. To be better. Team. You know, Chargers are the better team a little bit. Um, and again, like like I said. It, any, I'm sure the analytics, and I don't have it in front of me, so I don't want to speak out of my ass, but when a team has to play an overtime game and get the crazy emotional win, I bet they come out bad the next week just about like nine out of ten times. Well, the thing is, and Vegas did that the week before. They won in overtime on the road. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They and did. Seattle yeah, they had, and Seattle had a yep. bye. Yep. Well, you Seattle never know how to come out of buys, but yeah. You know, in Seattle, the, Seattle did not go into their bye week on a high note. I, they, they had lost that game to Tampa, you know, and it was kind of their chance kind of get ready for a stretch run, try to make the playoffs. And for them, for them to lose that game, for their defense to look that bad, when they had actually been playing pretty well the previous week before the bye week. So I was really surprised that Vegas won that game outright. I thought Seattle was going to, you know, handle Vegas pretty uh, pretty well after that overtime win they Denver. So I see what you're saying. But hey, if that's your first gut, Alex, don't let me change your mind. Like if if you want to go with the Chargers, the one thing that kind of me towards Vegas as well is that Chargers run defense is god awful. And if Jacobs does play in this game, 
uh, that's a huge matchup for, for the Raiders, you know, even with the I think Vegas he'll, I think he'll, defense. I think he'll play, but I think he'll be on a pitch count. And, like, the type of wear and tear injury that he had to limit him in practice today just makes it feel like – like, they've kind of run him into the ground. Like, you know how the Titans always wake up in December and Derrick Henry's fresh because Rabel's, like, cognizant of that? I yeah. don't think the Raiders were very cognizant of Josh Jacobs' touches this year because, I mean, that dude was touching it every play last week, and it worked out. But, you know, I don't know if a week later he'll be able to tilt the, tilt the thing 22 to 25 times like they might need. Back year, they did not extend his uh, fifth-year option. So he's going to get paid somewhere. I know he's having a good – a good year in a contract. Really good running, really good of... running back market, huh? So Jacobs, Pollard, Saquon, huh? It's not bad. Yeah, Pollard's not going anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on to the next game. Yeah, I think they they may even franchise Pollard. That's what I'm hearing because I don't I don't know if they might try to reduce. Gonna... Either sign Pollard or reduce or franchise him. They're going to um, commit over thirty million dollars to running back. Have a good night. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I mean, God bless, I guess. All right, what, what am I talking about? The game of the week is Kansas City at Cincinnati. Great City's, game. Uh, Great two, game. two and a half point game. favorite. Uh, I don't have a bet in this game. game. Yep. I do. Uh, Kansas City lost outright. It's kind of when the Bengals started their Super Bowl run or their run into the playoffs. So um, I have no idea who's going to win this game. Uh, I have no play in it, so I'll just go to you, Alex. I am taking the Cincinnati Bengals in this game, and I hate going against wow. Kansas City. I know. I hate going wow. against Kansas City. Wow. But I really like the way since he's been playing. Last week, they played tough as nails against a team that you don't really out tough very often, but they did against the Titans last week. They get chased back this Sunday at home. AFC title game rematch. Like you said, it's a bad matchup for Kansas City anyway. They, they had trouble with them twice last year. I like Cincy in this game. Cincy needs it more than Kansas City does. You know, Kansas City's now is – I think they're two games up on the whole field in the AFC. So they've got a little bit of cushion. Um, love Cincy in this spot. Give me the Bengals. Take the points at home. Man. All right, yeah, Jamar Chase probably coming back with this game too. So, obviously, that's a big factor in this matchup. Mix, so, Mixon's Campbell, probably going to Mixon, – Mixon's back too. And Mixon too. I think – you don't have the back, Campbell. I do not. I think. I mean, my lean would be Kansas City. I think my lean almost it. always is. I'm with you. Like, my lean almost always is Kansas City. I I think this is going to be a statement game for Kansas City. Uh, you lose twice to Cincinnati last year, including in the playoffs. I think Kansas City needs to come out and show that last year was last year, and this is a new year. And yeah. smack them in the mouth. Um, well, you, you know, one thing though, in terms of if you want to paint a picture, because I, I watched most of the game last week, you know, that terrible Ram team that we've been murdering, the Chiefs didn't play them off the field last week. You know, it, that's it, what it, the per- it, yeah, I, I hear yeah. what you're saying, but I think that what what is the perception going into this game? The perception is that the Chiefs covered against a horrible, porous Rams team that had nothing to play porous. for. <laughs> and the Bengals just beat a good Tennessee without Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase, right? That's that's the perception, and now they're getting those two players back. But I think and they're, under, City, and they're underdogs. 
They're underdogs. Exactly. That's what even even makes it more shady. I think Kansas City just kind of slept, walked through that game last week. You know, they, they knew that it was challenging. They didn't put 100% into it. Maybe they were hiding some money plays, you know, for this game coming up. So I think you're going to get a better effort from this game uh, with how much – you know, Cincinnati put into that game last week. So I lean Kansas City, but no, no, no I mean, bet. I also, I also felt like Kansas City wasn't even trying half the time. I mean, yeah. When do you, when do you see Kansas City deliberately hand the ball to Pacheco five straight times just to try to get him a touchdown? Like, <laughs> but you know, I think some, of, but I think some of that is to the point where, you know, their weapons aren't what you, what they've been. You know, like, I, I like their offense, but when you take Edwards Hilaire away and you take Tyree Kill away, like, Juju's not that guy. You know, like, they trade for Tony midseason just to, to, for a red zone gadget receiver. And, like, and he's out already. But, you know, I just think there's, you know, that there's reasons that you can fade Kansas City. And, like I said, like, they don't really need the game the way the Bengals do. Bengals got all the mo in the world. They're getting points. I feel like if the if they were favored by three, Chet, I'd be on KC all day. But I feel like I, I like it's kind of crazy they're not favored by one or two in this game, right? Yeah, unless you think Kansas City's just going fifteen and two, so they got to lose eventually. I think this will be the game. Don't think Pat Mahomes didn't forget about that game last year. Where they were, I think they were three, three and a half points more than that last year. Yeah, they were Cincinnati. six, weren't they? Oh, they, oh, the regular that season game. Oh, I'm sorry. Regular I was season game. About yeah. The AFC title game. Oh, I don't. Know. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, the regular season. I think it was like three and a half, something like that. Four, something like that. Yeah. But um, I just I I don't want to go against Pat Mahomes in that spot. You know, with the revenge factor there, especially in the playoffs too, with that they lost in the AFC title game. So keep me away. I'm just. Gonna, it's one of those games where I just don't want to bet. I just want to sit back and watch it and enjoy. You know what I mean? Oh, it'll be and great. Not, I, love, dog I, mean, I love Burrow just the same. Like, this yeah. is the new – I mean, you know, I was talking to, to my dad about this, and he kind of said, like, these two and Allen is like the new Manning Brady, right? Like, seeing Burrow and Mahomes go at it every year, watching Allen and Mahomes go at it every year. Like, these guys are like the new the new guys. So, you know, I, I, I think there's something, too, though, the Bengals getting into these big games, and we saw it last year. These guys can navigate their way through those moments. They're they're tested just as much as the Chiefs are. Like it's going to be a great game. Burrow's so like, playing with take, a lot of confidence. Yeah. So why not? Well, I mean, shit. Why wouldn't you? He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So why not? But take, the, yeah. Why not take points at home with him in this spot? You know. I I get that. I the confidence factor with him doing what he did the past two weeks without Jamar Chase. I think there was a lot of criticism with, oh, you know, he doesn't. He can win. Remember that game against Cleveland where Chase was out? They got the, the doors blown off. I think the fact that he's won these last two games has given him a lot of confidence. That, hey, I could do it without a true number one. I could find my guys. I could make the offense go. So that is, you know, a factor that I think is going to – even if – Cincinnati does need this game. If you look at Cincinnati's schedule, it is brutal. I mean, they, they are oh. not a shoe in for the playoffs. Um, nope. We could just – we have the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. But after this game, they uh, play Cleveland with, with Watson now. And then they're at Tampa, at New Buffalo, Baltimore. Cleveland, Cleveland's own Cincinnati without yeah. Watson. 
lose four of those games. And what what what's uh, Cincinnati's record right now? What are they? Seven and four. Seven and four. Seven. They need at least yeah. ten to get in the playoffs as a wild card. So they're they got to win three of those games. And I don't. They they do need this game. So that's why it's an easy pass for me because I do think you know Cincinnati does need it more. But I think Kansas City is obviously the better team and it's a better spot for them. So. The, Beng- the Bengals not a shoe to make the playoffs. They may be that good nine and eight, ten and seven team that you know misses out. Uh, man, that that that'd be something. If the Super Bowl winner and the runner up doesn't make the playoffs the next year, that'd be crazy. Um, yeah. let's go to Sunday. Not playing this, obviously. Did we get all of our bets in? No, I got one more. Alex got one you- more. Oh, okay. I'm assuming it's gonna be. New Orleans Tampa game, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna assume. I shouldn't assume. Uh Indianapolis and Dallas. <laughs> oh man. I know you're gonna lay it with Dallas here. Uh oh, Indy... name the wood, baby. <laughs> I knew it. Oh my god. <laughs> India Dallas uh, eleven. This is crazy. Um they you know they have had recent history uh positive wise, you know, as double digit favorites at home, but India Coming off the short week, uh, losing to Pittsburgh outright, and then Dallas, you know, having the extended rest, uh, uh, beating the Giants. So, uh, playing this game, I lean Indy to cover. Uh, but you, you have faded the Cowboys fourteen times in a row this year. <laughs> you have faded them into bankruptcy this year. They Kevin. can't stop. They, they still have issues <laughs> on run defense. They. They are leaky with the run. They got better last. They got better last week, though. But they do. And the Colts have a top three running back in the league. You know, I know he hasn't had a good year, but if if the Colts had Colts have any chance in this game, you know they're going to give him at least 20, 25 carries on Sunday night um, to kind of slow down and protect Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan might be in the hospital if they don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's so, yeah. that's everyone's strategy against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are, you know. They weathered the storm with Cooper Rush, and now they're they're pretty fully healthy. They maybe get you know the the key to that game last week against the Giants wasn't even Lamb. I know Schultz had a couple plays. Gallup was the guy. He looked like his old self last week. You know, making a lot of big third down plays. The Cowboys have been dying for like that number two receiver. I think a healthy Gallup gives them what they need there because he looked really good last week. Um. You know, and the defense is just – I mean, how are the Colts scoring in this game? Like, how are the Colts going to score on Dallas? Because Dallas is going to load up the box. They're going to challenge Matt Ryan and try to make plays from inside the pocket while they've got five guys ready to kill him every play. I just – it's a matchup on a tee. They've got Jeff Saturday as the coach. (laughs) Um, They just lost to the Steelers. And Dallas is playing, I think, their best ball. Like, you almost you almost worry about the Cowboys peaking early like they do every year. But this is a spot where take Dallas, they're rolling, lay the points, and just hope to not get a backdoor covered the way you got a miracle one with the Giants last week. I'll say – In this game. I'll say one thing about Dallas. Get your futures bets on them now before the odds go down when they take over Philly in the division. And get oh, that home geez. playoff game. The day Dallas that happens is, is going. Carson Dallas and... is going to ride to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> oh, you know the thing is, you know <laughs> what is happening. If you, if you just go on matchups, and I don't want to get off topic here, but you know the reason the Eagles kind of 
handled the Cowboys is because they, they had they turned Micah Parsons into a top spin. You know, like that RPO was killing him in that game. Yep. And it that will limit their rush. Like what exactly what the Eagles do will limit the pass Lawrence and Parsons enough, which is why the Eagles, I think like I think it's just made to beat the Cowboys. Like they're just a perfect offense to stop what Dallas wants to do. And then um, then it just becomes a shootout. So then, you know, Dak's been a little bit prone to the big mistake in big spots. So if that happens again, that's a wrap. But a conversation re- for a different day. This is about them killing Indianapolis. Yeah, well, the reason why I think uh, some uh, success against Philly the second time is that Philly kind of showed their hand game plan-wise in that first game with how they were going to handle Parsons. But now, now they can go back on the film and adjust, right? So – you, you got to think that it's not going to happen again in the rematch, and and they may play in the. So, I'm with you with Philly and Dallas. I think you know, the teams that can run the ball, and that's almost every team in the playoffs. Cowboys and Niners can run the ball. The Eagles can run the ball. Um, the Colts can run the ball, and the Colts can stop the run. So that's the only the chance of covering this number. Are they going to win this game? No, probably not. But I think they have a real chance to win to to cover this number. They probably seven to ten points. Are are the Colts that much worse than the Giants? And I'm, I'm not taking a dig at the Giants, but it's probably going to be around the same time. The difference is the Colts have a really really bad pass defense. This is going to be after, this is going to be after, this is going to have to be a game where Dak wins the game through the. So the Colts are pretty solid against the run. So we'll see if he's up to the task. You know, Sunday night football. So. This is kind of where he has his good as as a favorite. So uh, it's gonna it's gonna have to be a Dak game, and that kind of scares me. <laughs> anyway, all right. So <laughs> uh, you know how I, how I feel about that guy. All right, so let's go to Monday night. Um, eleven up uh, with the Saints at the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are just a dumpster fire. I have no idea what to think of that team. You know, the Bucs are going to win the division in nine and eight, right? Then they're going to win. They're probably going to play uh, Geno Smith or somebody like that. They're going to box, and then they're going to play Jimmy Garoppolo. And the nine and eight Bucks are going to be in the NFC title game again. <laughs> We're going to be thinking, what the heck is going on? But yeah. uh, for, right, for right now, they play the Saints, who has been his arch nemesis, right? They swept yeah. uh, the Bucs last year. Um, and the Saints obviously have something to play for, too, with this division being so porous. So, uh, Bucks are three and a half. Uh, I see three and a half, four in favor of the Bucks. So, I lean Saints, but you got to think at some point the Bucks are going to pick it up and have a good offensive game, right? What do you guys think? Bucks, uh, the Saints need to get away from Andy Dalton. We need, they need to get James back in. They need to get some life back into that team. Right now, they are. A dead man walking. Um, but I mean, the Bucks. The Bucks have shown nothing all season either. Like we thought, maybe after the divorce was finalized, they started to show some life. But they're starting to go back to the same old Bucks that they were at the start of the season again. And I mean, you're. This is basically just waiting to see who's going to be the first to seven wins, because I don't even think nine and eight's going to be the division. I think it's going to be a below 500 division winner. Yeah, you might be right. Eight and nine, yeah. 
Bucks bottom ten in yards per play. I mean, they they just don't put up enough points. They they can run the ball. They're bottom five in 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 um, run DVOA offensively. Um, Saints, although their defense isn't as stout as they were last year, they could still stop the run, and they know this Tampa. Team. Um, you could say the coaching is a wash this year, you know, with Dennis Allen not having a good year. And obviously, um, uh, Todd Bowles, he deserves to get fired. I think Dennis Allen deserves to get fired too. But then he had the Andy Dalton factor, right? In prime time is winless. Isn't that correct? I think it was like he's like 0 and 11 on Monday night or something like that. That's, that's crazy because he had some really good Bengals teams. He back did. I don't think he's ever won a primetime game. Ever? I don't think he has. He, he went 11 gotta, and 5 a few times, didn't he? He had them gotten something in there. Yeah, but that's when I don't think teams knew the Bengals were going to be good, and I don't think they got many right. primetime games. Wow. I, I got to check that stat while you're looking it up. But I lean. That, oh, I yeah, mean, uh, Saints. Sure. Prime time record. Let's see what we got here. Um, okay, his current record is six and eighteen in prime time. So not exactly something you want to bet on, especially against a Tampa team that's got to be pretty angry coming off of that loss that that they really had. You know, with fourth down conversion with Ninjoku in the, uh, in the end zone, they win that game. They cover. So um, it's an easy pass for me, but. Um, both these teams are just atrocious. It's kind I, of I a, lean, I lean Tampa a little bit just because their run defense is still pretty good, and they're going to get thrown in the third and longs, and you just can't like that. You just can't like it, you know. And you, Tom will do enough, um, you know. I know the Saints sometimes have given Brady fits since Brady went to Tampa, but this Saint team seems so much worse, you know. Like they didn't score a point last week, not a point. Yep. If the know? Saints and, were smart, if the Saints were smart. They would do what they did last year. They beat the Bucks last year six to nothing. It was a, I think it was a. Yeah. They had Taysom Hill run the ball. I, he had to have gotten over twenty carries. If they get Taysom Hill involved in this game and Dalton as much as a drop back passer, I think they have a chance to win this game. But if if they don't do that, Tampa probably wins the game and covers. But who knows? Yeah, um, Campbell, any thoughts on any thoughts on this game, Campbell? It's it's gonna be an ugly game on both ends. I uh, I don't have faith in either team to score. Like this could be one of those games where you bet no touchdown all game and win. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to bring up a point though. Going back to the last the last game we talked about, I think I don't think we've had it yet this season. But I think double digit Del Vecchio has finally made an appearance. Oh, is that my first? Oh, yeah. I think so. So here's a sign. So I'm above 500 for the year, right? Right. So I'm above 500, so I'm doing good. Uh, doing well. The, you know, the, league, the league's tightened up. So, you know, if the league's tightened up, and I don't think there's any truly atrocious team this year, even Houston, I don't think it's truly atrocious. The way that you had, like, the Giants last year, the Jaguars at the end, um... The Jets at the end, certainly. Like, I don't think the league is where it's been at the bottom anymore. So, laying those big things don't make as much sense. So, normally I've been taking those points. But Indianapolis is one spot I'm going to do it just because of <laughs> Dallas and Jeff Saturday and all the reasons we talked about. Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday's right. head coach, man. 
Was um was Dallas your best bet, Alex, or was it Cincinnati? Packers Green Bay. Best bet. Green Bay all day. Green oh, Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay minus oh, four gonna, and a half. I'll be I'll be hammering that game. All right, let's go to. Uh, te- we can start with your uh, teaser, Alex. Teaser. I am going to go easily to the Giants, and I will take that two and a half and make it what eight and a half. Oh, he's definitely going. I'm not doing the – oh, Jesus. Now I may want to not do it. <laughs> uh, I'll do that. That's a long teaser. Let me, let me just do a dumb one. And then I will go to Dallas <laughs> and make that 11. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, jeez. 10 and 7 is a key number, bro. Oh, boy. All right, Campbell, what you got? Uh, I mean, I alluded to uh, uh, as we were going through the show, the two games I loved the teasers, uh, Seattle over Denver, Seattle taking them down from seven and a half down to one and a half, or Seattle, Seattle against – who's Seattle? Baltimore's got Denver. Who's Seattle got? Rams? Uh, Rams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Seattle against the Rams from seven and a half to one and a half, and Baltimore against Denver from eight to two. Um, those are two perfect teaser legs, in my opinion. Two teams that should not be even close to losing, but just do not feel comfortable laying over the touchdown. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'll do the Giants with with Alex. Um, I'd like to do a six and a half so I can get Detroit over seven. So I'll do uh, Detroit plus seven and a half and the Giants plus, uh, I guess it's plus nine. That's are the it. Giants plus three? I did a six and a half. They're two and a half. Oh, we can just arbitrarily pick how many points. Well, I want to take yeah, 10 you could... and make the Cowboys lay one. No. <laughs> you could do six, six and a half, or seven. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, why wouldn't we always do seven then? Okay, I'll do seven for both my games. I want to get that key God. number four for Dallas. That is not a key number. All right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> All right, minus Ten, four. seven, and six are three key numbers, bro. I went through three of them. I did a six and a half point. Teasers. So, yeah, are you going to just do seven? All right. Yeah, minus seven four. To the under Any rope you give me, I'm taking. All right. Plus Any nine rope. and a half. All right. Okay. Look ahead lines. Anything uh, stand out to you? The Bills line is a little rich next week, isn't it? Playing 10 against yeah. the Jets. No, but all that. The Jets just beat them. I'm not big on the Bills, in case you haven't noticed. We didn't just beat them. We played them off the field. You really did. Oh, that was only a few weeks ago. You out-toughed them. You matched up great with them. You stopped the run. Sauce took digs away. That was the game where when it was done, like Josh Allen had his Sam Darnold press conference when he said, you know, I, you know, you can't win when your quarterback plays like shit. So, no, I, I, I like the – I mean, plus 10? Why are they laying 10? It's crazy. It'll probably yeah, go down to 7 after this weekend, but – that just seemed way possibly. too big to me. The, Je- the not... Jets might be eight and four and a ten point mm-hmm. underdog. The hell? I, I don't know. Tennessee. Tennessee seems a little light against Jacksonville, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they're getting respect in the market for sure. Because Lawrence, that's I'm telling you, next year the Jags are going to be pretty damn good. Because there are moments in that game against the Ravens where Lawrence looked like the guy you thought he might be, so that's why, that's why the lines are starting to go that way. Yeah. At San Francisco, we got the the mentor versus the mentee, Brady versus Garoppolo. No. Good storylines there. 
we got another short week next week because we got six teams on bye again next week. So oh. it's gonna be it's gonna be a small. Well, I'll tell you what. You want to know why the slate's great this week? What two teams are on by? Arizona and Carolina. You can fucking keep them. Like, it's fine. <laughs> no one's gonna miss that. Like the thirty teams we're left with, we have a wonderful fifteen game slate. I think this is probably until you get to the end. This is one of the really great NFL Sundays because the Monday night game stinks. The Sunday night game kind of stinks. So like the one o'clock, four o'clock games are incredible. Like you've got just an amazing NFL Sunday in front of you. So. I'm excited. Should be a good Giants, week. Washington, Miami at one, then Bengals, Chiefs at four. A lot of good games this week. I apologize for the Colts at the Cowboys. That's that's an atrocious game. Can you can you believe that NBC did not flex the Giants Eagles in the Sunday Night Football in two weeks? I know. I wish they would have flexed uh, the. It's the Cowboys, so that's why they kept it in there. I guarantee if the Colts are playing anybody else. They would have flexed CBS, that game yeah. and put in, you know, yeah. Well, what happened that was – Cincinnati C- game. Well, no, C- um, CBS protected that game. So oh, they had one, they, they had, like, one protection left for that, like, month, and they used it on uh, Cincy, Kansas City, because they didn't want to lose it. Got it. Yeah, because that, that would definitely be the yeah. Miami and San Fran that you could, that you could swap there. But all right, yes, yeah, so we're good. Um, nothing else really jumped out for the week after, but uh, good to be back, and uh, hopefully we can get these picks up on the on the Twitter uh, pretty soon, and I'll, I'll get this and, posted. Uh, within and the- we will not take any more breaks this year. We will even do the Pro Bowl week. No, <laughs> we're going all the way to the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, yeah. we're going to. So hopefully uh, we could uh, keep this momentum going. Love any it. other thoughts? Go Giants. Go USA right. on Saturday. USA no. for sure. Lex Luger style. Yeah, fuck the Dutch, bro. Okay. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Enjoy your week and enjoy the games.